This episode contains a story about one person's experience with drug and alcohol addiction. If you or someone you love is struggling with addiction, head over to www.aa.org to find some help. And please take care while listening. Are you bored living a mediocre life? We were too, and we know how to change that. Each week, we'll leave our comfort zones to explore a new topic, then step onto our soapboxes, a safe space to sound off on our latest adventure. Come explore with us. All opinions are welcome. This is a mindset. This is a lifestyle. This is Siren Soapbox. Hello, fellow explorers. Welcome to Siren Soapbox. We're on a mission to explore beyond comfort zones, and we're really starting to make waves. We are honored to be 130th in self-improvement podcasts in the UK. Ready to take the first step outside of your comfort zone? Dive into sirensoapbox.com where you'll find links to our blog, magazine, YouTube channel, and movie club. So many ways to explore. Pick one today and experience life outside your comfort zone. We've all been there. We're stuck in a rut and we don't know what to do to transform our lives. Sometimes it's as easy as just adding five habits to your morning routine, 15 intentional minutes that can completely change the direction of your life in a very positive way. For the past two weeks, the Sirens have been following Jamie B. Haas's program, Change Your Life in Just 15 Minutes a Day, Five Easy Habits for Your Morning Routine. In our soapboxes today, we're going to find out how everyone did. We're also going to discuss a challenge that came into us from Jamie. She said, I want them to think about a dream they want or something that they have wanted for a long time and haven't gotten yet. Then I want them to recognize and write down the negative thoughts that come up and or fears that come up thinking about taking action or getting that dream or thing. Thoughts of why it won't happen, how it won't work out, write it all down and we will discuss it. So let's discuss it. But first, if the conversation gets too intense, the safe word is Mango. First up on her soapbox is Mer. One of my go-to tools for getting out of a funk is writing in my journal. And this isn't necessarily a daily thing for me, but more of an as needed thing that I do. And I mostly journal when I have some negativity floating around in my brain. The process of writing down what's bothering me is usually enough of release that I can just let the thing go. Or I find myself brainstorming ways to handle the thing that's weighing on me. Either way, the act of journaling, the negative, the negativity is quite helpful for me. And it happens to be the number one action in Jamie B. Haas's method for transforming your life. I was happy to do this because it felt like home. What was more difficult for me to, it was more difficult for me to complete the challenge that Jamie sent us of writing down the things that are holding me back from making my dream a reality. I found myself thinking about the things that I feel that are holding me back. And then I'd almost immediately tell myself that it was silly and that that challenge or fear that I just came up with was not big enough to actually be written down. Like all these things are solvable. And I felt kind of whiny. And maybe that's the point of addressing the fear to help you realize that it is solvable. But I'm sure we'll talk more about that tonight. So writing down those roadblocks was way more out of my comfort zone than I, than I expected it to be. I love starting my morning with a hug for myself. That's another daily action suggested by Jamie. I love hugs. I love hugs so much 
that I asked, I told Marky Mark today that I needed a hug and he stopped down at my office to give me one at lunchtime just because. So I really love that. And I love that the, another daily action is to plan your self-care for the day. That's also outside of my comfort zone. I wasn't very successful completing that, but I'm more aware of the need for self-care after working through the method for the last couple of weeks. Most days, my self-care is just grinding up some coffee and making cold brew for the following morning. It's pretty cool when today Mer looks out for tomorrow Mer, in my opinion. Sara, how did you feel about adopting the new morning routine? Well, I can definitely see a benefit to each of the five habits that Jamie Haas presents in her Change Your Life in 15 Minutes a Day program. She starts with the journaling out the negative thoughts, which wasn't something that I had ever done before. I mean, I've certainly had negative thoughts swirling around in my head, but I did find it to be pretty helpful to write them down and look at them. It made it easier to look at them from a slightly neutral or even a totally different perspective and come up with a different way of approaching the problem. Even though I don't love writing things down in a journal, it was pretty helpful. As to action two, sitting in silence. This was really a bit of a challenge for me, if I'm honest. My brain doesn't like silence. I have a need for distraction. If it's not a book, it's a show I'm watching or some other task I'm supposed to be completing. I mean, I've talked about this before here. Um, I rarely have a moment during which I hit that pause button. button. Luckily, this whole process is progress, not perfection. I love Jamie's affirmation though. This is action number three. It's an incredibly positive affirmation and it's really tough to feel bad about anything after saying it for the first time. And after saying it for a few days, I started feeling a sense of warmth and happiness, even just picking up that packet to start saying the affirmation. Now, full disclosure, I didn't do it in the morning because I barely have time to brush my freaking teeth before I get to the gym by five, but I did get it done just on my time. Now that hug yourself action is absolutely fabulous. What a great idea. I mean, it really feels so good to hug someone. Well, for some folks anyway, right, Elsie? So hugging yourself is such a gift. What a great thing to do for yourself every single day. That was something that I was able to do for myself every morning before leaving my office and heading out to face the day. And I do think it helped myself be a little bit less, I don't know, I guess snippy is probably the right word. My favorite of all the actions that Jamie suggests though is that we add um, self-care to our daily routine. I'm a firm believer in taking time for myself. Now this could be anything from a nap to watching my favorite show with a glass of wine. I am a champ at this. And I have to say that as ridiculous as it may seem, my 5 a.m. workout is as much my self-care as a glass of wine with Bill while watching an episode of Alone. Jess, how did you like this method? Well, I really loved it. I loved how Jamie's methods were simple and easy to follow. After reading through the five easy steps, it really called back to our experiences with manifestation, meditation, and even begin with yes with Paul Boynton. I still struggle with journaling, even after we've had so many challenges that involve journaling, but I did find it almost cleansing to write out my negative thoughts. It's nice to have them out of my head, on paper. I might have to burn them for an extra step, call back to Viking funeral, but just get them out of there. My favorite step was to sit in silence. I tend to wake up really early and leave myself lots of time before I have to leave for work. I don't wake up early on purpose, but you got to work on your cat's schedule. So 
I've been using that extra time to sit on my lanai and listen to the rain. We've really been needing rain here on Kauai, so it's been very soothing. Normally, I like to play on my phone or catch up on Facebook, but this has been a great start to my day, and I find I'm not missing that time on my phone. The step I felt weirdest about was hugging myself, which is apparently not the same as everybody else. I love a good hug, but hugging myself was weird. But I did like coupling it with the daily affirmation. I found that when I was saying it and kind of wrapping my arms around myself, it paired really well together. It's still weird, but I'm working on it. <laughs> I also love that self-care is a step because it is on my vision board and I really have had to focus on it after coming down with a severe kidney infection last week. Mm. I did not want to slow down and focus on myself, but my body apparently made that decision for me. It was a wake up call to listen to my body when it says that I need to stop and take it easy. I'd love to continue these five steps and make them a habit and not just a one-time challenge. Elsie, I know you're not a morning person, so how did this go for you? I really enjoy Jamie's five easy habits for your morning routine. Mornings are really hard for me. I am much more of a night owl, so having a routine helps. Journaling the negative thoughts were, was the hardest part for me, not because I don't have any, but because it's like breaking the dam on the flood walls and more and more negative just comes pouring out. Side effects of being an overthinker, I guess. I would take the journaling pages and either rip them up, throw them in the trash, or burn them as a more physical symbol of letting those negative emotions go. A catch and release, so to speak. Acknowledge, feel, let go. It was very reminiscent of the Viking funeral. My favorite was sitting in silence. Since mom guilt makes me feel bad for doing nothing, I took that time to sit outside with a nectar ring and I finally got to feed a hummingbird by hand. It was magical. Self-care was another favorite. Some days it was as simple as plucking that stubborn gray hair that makes me feel old that I've been putting off doing forever and I felt 10 years younger in a matter of seconds. Or the self-care was as big as a bubble bath with candles, a glass of wine, and a good show on the projector. As for the challenge sent in from Jamie, a longtime goal has been to be a recognized artist. More recent goals is to have our drone videography on TV and have an award-winning podcast. And after reflecting on all the negative feelings, I realized that for all three areas, it's the same. It's not fear of failure, it's fear of changing the status quo. And this is because so much has changed in the past few years that more change is kind of scary, either good or bad. And the other scarier thought is handling negative comments from strangers. For instance, our challenge of the week last week, someone did a laugh emoji, and I spent way too long thinking about why they would do that. And it could have been a mishit for all I know. I'm not sure that I'm emotionally ready to handle every single negative comment and criticism that comes in and still be able to keep up this kind of energy on my art, photography, and podcasting. But maybe it's a good thing that I've been practicing how to let go of negative emotions. TC, what kind of aha moment did you have through Jamie Hosman then? Well, this exercise made me realize, once again, what an incredibly lucky girl I am, and I'm so grateful. The Jamie Haas method is all about getting yourself ready for the day, getting in the right mindset. And I'm a big believer in being purposeful about what you feed your mind, how you talk to yourself and the world. And I'm very careful to feed my mind and my soul thoughts, sounds, and words of happiness and gratefulness. Jamie asked us to think about a dream or something we've wanted for a long time and haven't gotten. I wasn't really looking forward to this question, 
because I prefer to think about what I have than to think about what I don't have. But the exercise ended up being a really cool moment for me. The only thing I could come up with was a swimming pool. Have I mentioned that I live on a small island surrounded by the Caribbean Sea? As I thought about this, I realized there are lots of ways to go about getting a swimming pool. And I think I'm going to put a little more effort into it. But the better realization was that if a swimming pool is the only thing I can come up with that I really want and don't have, wow, I'm living the life for sure. Then I started thinking about how differently I would have answered this question just one year ago. I was at a job that was the least rewarding job I've had in my life. I was also, it was also the most taxing on my spirit. And I took a chance and quit that job without having another lined up. Since I couldn't find the job I wanted, I decided to start my own business. I wasn't sure I was doing the right thing, but I really didn't know what else to do. Then an opportunity knocked. It knocked because of relationships I had and because I took that risk and left the job. Literally, if I had stayed at the other job, this opportunity would not have come my way. And I'm so grateful to say that I absolutely love my job. I believe in what I'm doing and it is so very rewarding. And now the only thing I can think of that I want and don't have is a swimming pool. I am one lucky and grateful girl. Jamie Haas, the founder of the Jamie B. Haas Method, discovered the method to transformation through difficult experience. She grew up believing she would be saved by someone or something outside of herself. After many failed relationships and unsuccessful job experiences in her 20s and early 30s, she found herself single and hopeless. Where was this Prince Charming her father promised her as a child? She entered into a self-destructive cycle of drugs and alcohol to cope with the emptiness, and she nearly died. At the age of 32, she found herself sitting in a room with her family, being the star of an intervention, urged to finally get sober and get her life together. Jamie threw herself into recovery and hasn't looked back since. By the time she was 40, she had completed a decade of 12-step programs, in addition to years of personal work on herself, including therapy, dating seminars, self-help literature, yoga, visiting healers, astrologers, and the list goes on. Eventually, Jamie discovered that chasing healing through external fixes, getting married, getting more money, getting a new job, would not bring the lasting change she wanted. So she dug deeper than ever, and took the best elements from all those different practices, as well as some divine guidance, to develop a secret sauce of sorts. Through healing and transformation, she created the path to permanently heal and manifest her dreams. Today, her mission is to help others reclaim their power and free themselves from harmful subconscious beliefs so they can live the life of their dreams. She knows how to get people unstuck because she's been there. And she wants to help all of us experience a radical shift of our own that lasts. Sirens, please welcome Jamie Haas to this episode of Siren Soapbox. Welcome to the show, Jamie. Thank you guys so much. I'm so excited to be here. I love the fact that you all did all the the work and I loved all your responses. Wow. We have a lot to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) We do. And Jamie, we heard that you're that you are sometimes called the soul surgeon. We're curious what it means to be a soul surgeon. So 
as said in the intro, um, you know, I had done all this work on myself years, in fact, years upon years, and I still hadn't gotten to the solution. I still hadn't gotten to the things that I wanted to bring in. And what came to me was that, oh my God, it's deeper. I have to go deeper. Like there's something deeper in there. And so deeper in my soul is how I interpret it. Right. So then my method was born because the more I found this process to go deeper in, to extract the thinking and behaviors that we are doing subconsciously in order to find the exact thinking and behaviors to show you so that I can show you how to get out of it, to change your life, change your thinking, change your behaviors and create something completely new. Like I did. That's awesome. So how, how did you settle on the five actions that became the, uh, the, the method? Okay. So that's actually just a piece of the method. Okay. That's actually, so I have an entire method in my process is I take you into your limiting beliefs and fears, which is why I had you do this first exercise, which is actually the top, top layer of actually a deeper issue. Okay. (laughs) And then I take everybody back to mom and dad (laughs) and any other qualifying person that has caused you pain, trauma, or wounding to Find the thinking and behaviors you have created, the stories you have created from these things so that we can reprogram and change your life and heal. So the five actions are actually part of the solution. Part of the solution and what they are is what I've found is they're part of self-love. So I have found that self-love is actually, because it was very esoteric to me, very intangible, right? love yourself, just love yourself. And what I found is that I actually have 10, what I call foundational actions. Mm -hmm. I give away the free top five, because when you do them, they will completely change your life to start to open you up so that you can get into deeper stuff. Or sometimes that's just enough for people, but it really is the beginning, the formula for self-love and connection, which is the root of what I have found of everybody's problem, which is a lack of self-love and no connection. I I think that there's some truth to that. I feel like um, there's a correlation. Like when you're not feeling super healthy, you're not feeling really great about yourself. And I, one of my favorite things to do when I'm feeling like that is to write things that I'm grateful for. So that kind of brings me back to, you know, loving myself again. And I think that I, I agree with you that that's very powerful. Well, so the interesting thing as I listen to all of you, You know, the self-care thing for most of you is a challenging thing, right? And so it's like, you know, it's like that analogy on the airplane, right? We have to put the oxygen mask on ourselves first before we put it on anybody else. So it's like that self-care act is so important because it's telling yourself that you love yourself, you're worth it, you're deserving of being taken care of, right? And that does something to us inside, as well as like the journaling, like when done all together. It's the combination when done all together consistently for 30 days. Um, (laughs) Just want to (laughs) say. Keep going, girl. Yeah, right, right, right. (laughs) It really, it really does something internally to us, right? As well as that, that's loving, amazing affirmation, right? So it's like, because what I have found is that, and as you, you read in my 
intro, which is that I kept looking for something outside of me to fix me, to save me, to make me okay, whether it's the job, the money, the guy, how I look, blah, 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 whatever it is, all of that's outside of me. And so the more I focus on the outside of me, the less connected I am to myself, the more I have to find more things outside of me and the hole just gets bigger and bigger. And I never feel satisfied, right? you never feel fulfilled because it's a never ending chase. So that those five actions are the beginning of filling yourself up from the inside. I love that. So I did have a question because I think TC and I both struggle with journaling out the negative things. What do you, what, positives do you see in bringing the negative to light? Okay. So the reason why I have it is the first thing in the morning is because most of my clients, or I'm sorry, all of my clients come to me, they are full of negative thinking, like full packed in and they wake, they go to bed with it and then they wake up with it. And if we want to talk in terms of manifesting, right, which is that whatever you think about the most or focus on the most is what you bring in. So it's like, if you're starting your day, when your head has got full of negative thoughts, you're not clearing that out. You're walking into your day, starting to bring in people and situations, which are going to affirm these negative thoughts and experiences, right? So to unpack it, to write it down is taking, actually taking the power away. It's taking, it's, it's unloading your head. It's taking it out of your head. It's unpacking it because then the next few actions are what we're going to fill ourselves up with instead, more positive, loving things. Right. So then that's the bigger thing we want to lead our day with. Um, I understand what you're saying though. A lot of people get freaked out of writing it down, but what I can say to you is this one, it's getting it out and unpacking it because you don't want to go into your day with that because Negative thoughts are like magnets. They just bring in more and more and more. And the more you think about them, that's actually a negative affirmation. That's why I don't like to write about them. I mean, I I completely, okay. No, you go ahead. I completely get what you're saying, but I feel like when I'm in the morning and I'm fresh and I'm ready to tackle my day, I don't want to think about all the negative thoughts. And that's, it's not really a natural thing for me to have negative thoughts. So I would really have to dig deep to find them and pull them up from, I don't know where, cause it's not my normal thing. So that okay. was really tough for me. Okay. So thank you for that. Well, you're very healthy then <laughs> <laughs> healthier than any of my clients, but, um, but well, the other thing is I said, negative thoughts, fears, and anxieties, right? Those are the things I want written out. And if you don't really have them, then you don't have to write them because then you're starting your day off differently than everybody else I work with, right? Including myself. So, but what I do have clients do, if it feels like it's too overpowering is once you dump it, then I have you write a positive, either turn around the thoughts, which is the thought you wrote exact opposite positive. And then those become the affirmations, the new story, because my clients are really programming themselves into the negative. Like I said, they have now created negative affirmations and that's how they're going in your life, in their life. So that when you, you, when you reverse it opposite positive, and then start saying that to yourself, now you're counteracting it and taking the power away and changing the direction. Does that make sense? So if you guys want to add on to your homework, um, (laughs) you can write your negative stuff down. And then at the end of the entry, because I want you to get everything out just get it out. Don't let it, don't let it take over. 
and then write an opposite positive statement or because I like to do the exact to what, what you've written in the negative to the exact opposite positive, because now you're really talking to your exact thinking, or you can just write something positive that feels realistic. We can't say, oh my God, my life is the best and everything's amazing if you don't really feel that way. But what we could say is like, what I love, it's one of Esther Hicks things is like, everything's working out. I just don't know how, but I know that it is. You know what I mean? Like sometimes that's just the turnaround, but to turn it around so you can end the entry thinking that, is, is that helpful? Yeah, I like mm-hmm. that. Okay, okay. So what is your favorite self-care? Um, so I really like meditating, (laughs) um, you know, stretching. I love working out and I love my walks with my dogs, like my walks, because I, I put on uh, record positive recordings and I like take walks in like nature and, and get to listen to positive stuff. It really look at the sky. I talk to the universe. I just, all of that, like really makes me so happy. I feel very connected and in programming the positive and moving forward. And I feel like I'm really connected and it makes me, yeah, those are my favorites. So, so I'm not insane that I'm out there at five o'clock in the morning exercising and that's my self-care. So, <laughs> I just so, need someone to say, I'm not insane. Just one person say it real quick. Sorry. You are not insane girl. Thank you. Thank you. For that part. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. For other things. <laughs> so I, I think that's amazing. And once again, just so we're clear, which is great. And I'm with you. That's one of my habits. I just do it every day. So I'm with you. However, on the list, it says, if you've done something, if you do something every day, you have to add something else. Can so. I brush my teeth twice? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> um. you have to add something else. So we want to add something else new in to really like love and care for yourself. So, you know, even if it's like, get a massage, even if it's like, take a bath, if it's read a good book, if it's go get your nails and toes done, or if it is meditate, or if it's do yoga, or if it's just do something, anything different that is caring for yourself. Sorry, and, maybe for you, it's fight somebody for the shower at the gym, because oh. you were saying you were having trouble with that. <laughs> well, then I may end up in jail because I will literally fight someone for the gym <laughs> shower. Let's not do that. We'll pay your bill. <laughs> Out of your clients, Jamie, have you noticed a pattern on which of these five steps that they seem to struggle with the most and how they've overcome that? So the hardest one for most of my clients is the hug. It's the hug. It's the hug. (laughs) It's the hug. They're just like, "Mm, I don't, mm, I don't know about that. And the quiet and the quiet. So the two minutes of quiet, but the hug is really like, I get a lot of adverse reaction to the hug. Um, And so when I explain to them, you know, mine says, you know, stand in the mirror. I I tell them to put yellow stickies up on their mirror because everybody's in the bathroom at least three or four times a day. Anyway, you know, to remind yourself to look at yourself and hug. But when I explain to them that like the hug is that you're allowing yourself to receive and you're allowing yourself to give more. So in the hugging of yourself, you're giving yourself what all we ever, re- all anybody ever really wants is like a really good hug and to feel loved, right? I mean, that's really at the root of everything. So it's like, if you can start doing that to yourself, you can allow yourself to receive more, which means you can give more. So when I explain it to them like that, 
um, it tends to help a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little bit more encouraging to them. Right. And, and it's really about giving yourself what you really, really need. So So I'd have to start small and like, just hold my hand. There you go. (laughs) Hold your own hand. (laughs) Well, what I would suggest is if the mirror is too much, it's just sit in your chair and just kind of like close your eyes and just hug yourself and just feel the hug, feel the hug. Do it right now, Elsie. Do it, do it, do it. Squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. Come on, come on. Awkward because I can't get very far around. There's things blocking. (laughs) (laughs) So so just so you know, like it's weird, but then then, like I'm telling you, like weeks later, they're like, that's my favorite thing to do. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. (laughs) So yeah, just have to get um, you know, used to it or or more like. Just allow it. Allow it. Just keep trying. I'll just start with a pat on my back. Okay. There you go. Okay. <laughs> See, there you go. All right. So I have heard, and from personal experience, it's I've seen or experienced that mentors almost get it as much, if not more, out of a mentor-mentee relationship. Um, than the mentees do. And the work you're doing is you're sort of like a mentor to a lot of people. So how has that impacted your life? Being able to share this with people. It's the best thing ever. (laughs) 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 So I I tell, you know, my method was um, created because I had to go through everything, right? So it it got, got concocted out of my own desperation and struggle to find solutions and answers, right? And so the more I talk about it, the more I help people through it, the more I talk about the solution and all this stuff, the more it comes back to me, the more I'm working it. Right. So I tell everybody I'm so well, or supposedly so well, because I'm doing it all day long, every day with so many people. Right. So it's always, it's coming back to me because I'm working it all the time. So it's like, it's really like, I'm like, I'm so lucky. This is so great. Cause I'm just, I keep reminding myself because I say to them, whatever I'm telling you, I'm saying back to myself. I'm saying back to myself. So a lot of stuff that they're going through, either I've been passed through it. And like, I'm reminding myself again of how, what I need to do again, or I may be in something new and I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I need to do again. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, I'm in a constant teaching and learning on a, on a repetitive basis. It's amazing. <laughs> and that's a good point. You're keeping it fresh. It's on your mind. Like, do you have any tips for, you know, like people like us, like maybe setting an alarm on your phone to remind yourself to hug yourself or do that self-care? Do you have any ideas well, like that? I actually do have my clients set timers. Really? <laughs> yeah. And I have them say, you know, I mean, once again, it's the yellow sticky or the post-it on your mirror in the bathroom, like, or if it's for you, I would do a big piece of paper (laughs) and tape it to the mirror in the bathroom. But, um, and I have them leave the journal by the bed. Mm, Okay. And then I like for them to time the two minutes of quiet to time that out. And you can always set a timer and just say, hug yourself. Listen, by the way, you are not limited to one hug a day. Yeah. <laughs> I do it all the time. Like you can do it all day long. I mean, you can journal all day long if you want. You could take two minutes of quiet all day long if you want. You could do more self-care if you want. So it's like all the things I've given you, you could do more than once. 
So it's like, if you need to remind yourself, cause it is a challenge, then do set a timer. Yes. Or like write on a piece of paper, what you're going to do the next day for your self-care and like, leave it on your, leave it on your bureau or your desk to remind yourself or set the timer today. I'm going to do blah, blah, blah as a pop-up. Yeah. Yeah. I think planning is super important no matter what habit you're trying to form. Like it's just like dieting. If you plan what you're going to eat the next day, you're so much more successful on any diet plan. It's kind of the same thing. Yes. Yes. And it's also like setting your intention. It's setting an intention. I think the intention is the, is important as well. If you don't have that sort of goal in mind, then you don't really, you're just out there floundering. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. So it's like, the routine is set. Like, like I said, when it's done all together, it does create great change, but it it does take 30 days. I mean, usually you start to feel stuff pretty quickly, but the 30 days is really uh, clients stop doing it. And then I'm like, what are you, what are you not doing on the foundation? Cause they have to do all 10 and the top five, they have to do every day. Like it's now their way of their habit. So it's like, when they stop doing it, I can tell because I could tell what's going on in their thinking, what's going on the way they're talking, what's going on in their life by what they're not doing. Right. So usually I can gauge it, but as soon as they get back on, it's like this magic, like battery. <laughs> it's like, it's amazing. Right. It's just like all of a sudden things shift very quickly for them. And I'm like, don't stop whatever you do. Just don't stop. Right. So I'm going to hope for you guys to do it for 30 days, please. Okay. <laughs> and you, and you can email me and let me know. That's right. We'll keep going. We're challenging everybody else, all our listeners to do it. And we'll just keep going right right along with them. I wanted to kind of bring you back to when you had your intervention. Mm -hmm. I'm sure everybody has somebody in their life that's dealing with some sort of addiction or another. What made that successful for you? Feel free to mango out. Yeah, no, no, I'm good. I'm happy to talk about it. Uh, Just like going back there is like, woo. Okay. So, um, you know, I was going to (laughs) die. Like, I just couldn't stop. Um, I actually didn't have anybody in my life that was like, oh, go to AA. Oh, get help. You know, it was my best friend that told my family that I was going to die if they didn't do something. So, um, and then there were 10 people at the intervention. And they were all reading how my addiction has affected them in a negative way. Um, And then my father gave me an option of either go and get help and they will support me in any way they can. Or if not, I will be completely cut off. Nobody will have anything to do with me and I can go kill myself. So, um, uh, and so honestly, I had to think about it um, (laughs) because I was like, I couldn't imagine my life without, you know, drugs and alcohol. It was a really hard choice for me, but I was like, Hmm, okay. It's not going to work out or they're going to help me out. And it was just like, Oh, somewhere in the midst of that, I feel like I had a glimmer of hope, like that there was a solution and that there was a way out. And I've been trying to get it. I just didn't think it was having to stop using, but, um, there was something divinely that came in and that was just like, okay you know, cause I didn't want to keep living that way anymore. It just wasn't working and it was killing me. Yeah. But even knowing, um, that that was going to kill you, that's still such a hard, that's a really hard thing to overcome. 
I'm proud of you. <laughs> Yeah, Thank you awesome. so much. Thank you. Well, they, they <laughs> shipped, they shipped me off to rehab. So I went to a rehab right away, which I feel like is, was my saving grace. Cause if it was just, Oh, just stop on my own. That would have never happened. I needed to go to a facility that was um, versed in AA alcoholics anonymous um, that gave me the information and the program that I needed to be able to get into stopping and, and solving the problem. Because once again, you know, drugs and alcohol are a result of trying to fill the insides, right? Fill the insides, numb out and fill the insides. So the basis of the Alcoholics Anonymous program is, is on a spiritual, like finding your part, cleaning out the insides, having a connection with God, higher power and uh, helping others. So I feel like that started my real journey and transformation and changing my life. Thank you for sharing that. That is very brave. And I'm sure that advice is going to help other people in ways that you have no idea. So thank you. I'm so glad there is a solution. There is a solution. So would you say you had to be open to listening to other, you well, you learned self-love through all that, right? Well, that, that came later, okay. that came later, but what I learned there, you know, being in addiction, especially where I was at, cause I was a really low bottom. <laughs> I wasn't like, I wasn't like a functioning person. I was unfunctioning. So, <laughs> um, it really helped me get back on like not picking up and like, I was in meetings all day long. And like, I got a sponsor, I started doing the steps, like I was willing to do whatever it took, because, you know, they have the promises on the wall of what you'll get if you do all this work. And I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm results oriented, goal oriented. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> person, and I was like, cool, I'll do all that because I want that. And so, you know, but in the process of doing all that, my life just started to change because it's like show up, they had a lot of suggestions that I followed. And by doing that and connecting with people that were sober and just keep putting one step in front of the other and doing all those things, my life just started to change because I, I, I chose a life of not being involved with people that were drinking and using anymore. And I chose a life of being sober one day at a time and doing that, the Alcoholics Anonymous program. So that without that, I, this would, I would never, I wouldn't even be here. <laughs> so, Yeah. Random off-topic question. Do you know your Enneagram number? No. What's oh, that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> we did an episode once on Enneagram numbers and just hearing you talk about how you're goal-oriented and you like to get things done. I'm like, she's a number seven. I was just curious if you knew <laughs> what so your Enneagram funny. number was. It's so funny. <laughs> well, it's funny that you say that, you know, because my... My method is actually practical. Like it's exact, like one plus one equals two. So all of my clients are actually goal oriented, <laughs> driven action people. They like to know, find the problem, give you them solution. And then this is the anticipated result. So that's how I roll. And I guess that's all the people I've brought in, right? They, they like to go that way too. So it's, it's like, once again, if you do the five habits for 30 days, you will definitely have a shift and a change. Like things will change and start to open up. Like, it's like, I, I like to work that way and my clients like it that way. So yes. So to be successful doing this work, what do you have to be willing to let go of? Or what do you have to be open to? 
<laughs> so you have to be willing to let go of all of your old ideas. You have to be willing to change and to do the uncomfortable because the way my work works is I find your patterns. So patterns of thinking and behavior. And by finding the exact thinking and the exact things you're doing, I can show you exactly how, what to change your thinking and how to change your behavior, but then you have to do it. So like, it's one thing for me to craft individualized affirmations to change your thinking and tell you exactly what to do. But it's another thing when you actually have to do these super uncomfortable, not normal things. But when you do those things, what happens is that you're now stepping into a whole new path because you're ending a pattern. But in order to end the pattern, you have to change that thinking and change those behaviors. And that I think is one of the most challenging things. Are your clients online? Do they come in and see you or a mix of both? So it's a mix of both. Um, I actually have clients all over the world. Thank you, God. And um, COVID, Zoom, but now everybody wants to come and see me. Whoever's here wants to come and see me because there's something they say, there's something different about being with me energetically. Um, but I still feel like it's great online. Most of my work is online on Zoom. Yes. What small steps can someone start taking today to be successful? We'll start those five habits. <laughs> <laughs> I knew and that do, was coming. <laughs> and do it for 30 days. Well, this is the thing. And this is the question I, I you know, as, as the challenge I gave you guys is, I don't know if you want me to, but you know, if, if you are infested, so to speak, with negative thinking, like if you have a lot of negative thinking, if you have a lot of anxiety, if you have a lot of fear, one or all, any or all, um, there's something going on. And, it, and, and what I have found, it's not just the top layer, like there's something deeper going on, actually. So it's like in writing that stuff down, you begin to find like what's going on on the top layer, because actually there's something underneath. And, the, and that's part of the method of what I do is we go in and find what's deeper. But so the first step would be like, what are these negative thoughts? What are these fears? What are your anxieties? And like, you can ask yourself, like, what has happened to me in the past? Like, where is this coming from? When have I experienced this before? Is this real? Has this happened to me? Like, or because those are the beginning questions to see if it's actually something deeper or if it's just something in the now, usually more often than not, it's coming from somewhere else. Right. And a lot of the stuff I find with my clients, which may blow your minds, <laughs> which for myself also, which is that a lot of our negative thoughts and fears actually didn't come from us. They actually came from mom and dad and their own fears, which we took on and made our own. And that is the, is, is the mods. Like that's where the stuff is like finding that and being able to detach and reprogram is like where the magic begins. That, I see that on social media all the time, the generational trauma or what, is that what you're talking about? Well, not necessarily. I mean, this is individual stuff that I really work with. Like I am, I work specifically individualized stuff with like, you know, so my mom used to say, uh, do you want me to tell you an example? I'll just yeah. Yeah. Like my, my mom used to tell me because, you know, my dad left and cheated, right? 
when I was like 10. And so, you know, all men cheat. All they want to do is get down your pants. And once they have sex with you, they'll leave. So I was 10 when she told me that. (laughs) Wow. So guess what, you know, so, and I have other clients that have something similar to that, but like the way I interpreted that is all men need to fucking pay (laughs) and and I'm going to make them pay. And I'm, and nobody's going to get that from me. I'm going to make all men pay. And I don't trust men. When I finally did all this work, I realized, oh my God, that didn't happen to me. That never happened to me. That didn't even come from me. And I've spent like the majority of my life living in a story that wasn't even mine and making men pay. And my dad pay for my mother's wounds, not mine. I mean, that's just an example. Do you guys understand? Yeah, no, I get it. That's a tough thing. You know, you're right. A lot of those things. I mean, even something as small as being afraid of the dentist because your parent had a, an irrational fear of the dentist, you know, you just sort exactly. of pass that stuff along. Yes. And I have other clients, male clients, right. That their mothers tell them like, you're not smart. You're not, you're not enough. Like there's something wrong with you, blah, blah, blah. You know, at like seven, eight years old. So like now they're like 40 seeing me and they're still walking around with this low hum of that story. Right. Like that's their belief. Now we're writing. And I'm like, what? So when we go back to mom, I'm like, oh, this is where it came from oh, I can show you what's going on. I can show you the exact story that you're telling yourself so that we can, you know, get detached from this and change this story. But it's like, these are life altering things that seem so simple and not important, but they're huge. Pink Floyd even wrote a song about it. It's called Mother. (laughs) (laughs) Mom is going to put all of her fears into you. You need to listen to that song. It's okay. uh, Okay. It's pretty spot on. Yeah. Okay. That's great. I didn't know. That's from the wall. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. I, know, I know that song now, sir. Mm-hmm. I remember it. Yeah. So in repairing, I guess the damage from parents, are your clients, are their parents still on this planet? Have they moved on? I, Cause then would you have, if they're still around, do you have to teach your clients how to then interact with their parents in a new way? So they're not you know, digging from that hole that you're helping them fill back up. Oh yeah. And by the way, we do sisters and brothers and we do, you know, other people. So it's like, it's all that stuff. It's like, some people are not alive and, you know, every parent, there's three patterns I do. There's three main patterns, right. Of the core stuff. And then at the end of that, I have what I call the letter of healing. Um, It's actually the letter of acceptance. It's a secret sauce secret mojo, but um, my clients actually permanently heal because check this out. Ready? I believe that when you are in a state of woundedness, you will continue to bring in people and situations that will affirm the wound, which means keep taking you back to the pain until you heal the wound. So like, that's why manifesting is tricky because if you haven't healed from that, you keep bringing stuff in, but then because of this core wounding, you keep going back to the same ending, the same ending, right? And so this letter helps them heal so we can close that up. So when they do see their parents, there's going to be a new um, course of action. So my clients and anybody that we work on that is alive <laughs> and they have to deal with, they now we now put in a plan of action on how we're going to behave differently. 
and what we're going to do differently in order to deal with them so that we can own our power and not keep going back to them for our self-worth, our well-being, right? So yes, I, I, we have a very specific plan. Yeah, that's all about setting boundaries. That is something that I have been working on for years. It's so important. Mm-hmm. I have a well, sticking suspicion there's a, there's a part two to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's find out what's next for Jamie. Do you have any projects? down the pipe? I do. So um, my PR company is uh, putting, we have a book proposal together. So we'll be presenting that soon. Um, That's more on the foundational action stuff. Plus then after that, there will be the method and my story, which is salacious and fabulous. No, (laughs) salacious. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> salacious and painful. And, um, <laughs> and, and I'm, and I will be working on an online course because I, there are a lot of people that cannot afford to work with me. Um, and so I feel it's my duty uh, to, to be able to offer my services to help everybody if I can. And so I will be putting on online courses and I'm working on workshops and events at my house. So I am effectively now since the world is open again, preparing myself to help more. And if I can travel more and do workshops and help more people. Oh, that's exciting. I'm excited for you. We would love to have you you back on when that book's out to dive deeper on those topics. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) I love that. That'd be so fun. (laughs) For sure. Well, this week we want to challenge our listeners to check out Jamie B. Haas's daily habits for transforming your life and put them into action for 30 days. And then, or, you know, along the way, tell us about it. Tell us how it's going. Don't forget to use the hashtag Siren Soapbox and all the social medias. Jamie, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Do you want to tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes. Um, thank you guys so much. You're the best. Um, okay. So, and thanks for listening. So my website is www.jamiebhaas.com, but I spell my name J-A-I-M-E-B-H double a s.com. Thank you so much. Thank you. And sirens. Thank you for sharing your, uh, dreams and your fears tonight. And thank you fellow explorers for listening to this episode. You want even more sirens join us for our quarterly movie club, where we get together and chat about a movie that we all saw. Our next meeting is October 26th. We'll vote on which movie to watch during the first week in October check out Getting Real, that's R-E-E-L, Getting Real with Siren Soapbox on Facebook for all the details. And until next time, dive in, stay curious, and be happy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Siren Soapbox, and a special thank you to C-Strings for providing our music. Snag their latest EP from iTunes today. Follow the Sirens on all the social medias, and don't forget to tell your friends about us. Like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll catch you next time on another episode of Siren Soapbox.